Do you remember being on the playground when someone had beef with you or someone wanted to start a fight? And one of the things we've always said that if you're going to talk smack, you better be able to back it up. So if you say it, you better be able to back up what you say. Guys, I want to tell you something. The kingdom of God operates in a similar fashion. What do I mean by that? The kingdom of God operates with principles and operates with spiritual laws that once you make the power of a declaration, once you say something with your words, you have the power to create realities. Now, let's look at when God spoke, the earth was formed. He literally used words to form the world, and likewise, your words form your world. I'm not talking about some loose um, name it and claim it scheme. I am not talking about the power of attraction that we just say anything our heart wants and it manifests in our life. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that there's power in your words and that when you make a declaration, it will always be followed by a test. I will show this to you in today's show from a biblical perspective. Let's get into it. You are listening to Raising the Standard, leadership, mindset, and development for the kingdom man. If you've ever wondered, how can I be the man God created me to be? Or maybe you asked yourself, what purpose does God have for my life? If that sounds like you, then you're in the right place. My goal is simple, to help you access the unfair advantage all Christian men have and give you actionable strategies to reach your full potential. My name is Josh Kachadorian. I am a best-selling author, husband, father, disciple, and son of Jesus Christ. If you're ready to get off the sidelines, upgrade into your identity as a kingdom man, and take the territory that God has for you, then it's time to raise the standard. All right, guys, welcome to today's show. So you heard me open up with that story of what kids say on the playground, that if you make a statement, you better be able to back it up. And this is true not only in real life and the way we conduct ourselves with our character and our integrity, but this is also true in the spiritual realm as well. The spiritual realm and the kingdom of God operate by laws that God has set in place. There are principles and there are laws that cannot be violated, and there are laws that you will be held accountable to. And we know the power of our words. There's been some past episodes where I talk about be careful what you say. You can go back and check out that episode if you're interested, but there is a power to how we think and what we say. And we know from a biblical perspective that we're going to be held accountable. Every single one of us, whether you're a believer or you're a non-believer, you will be held accountable for every word that comes out of your mouth. So I want to say this, when you make a declaration, when you say something, and I'm talking about out loud, into the atmosphere, and you declare something and you say something and make your intentions known, it can attract your destiny. It can be the first step towards taking committed action and moving towards and along the path that you are declaring. So the same declaration that can take you towards your destiny can also attract the enemy. And I'm going to show this to you from a couple different perspectives in the word. So I'm going to start with this. Um, Jesus told a really important parable in Mark chapter four. You're probably familiar with it. I'm going to give you a high level overview of it. It's called the parable of the sower. 
And this parable is key. Jesus actually says to his disciples, if you cannot understand this parable, how can you understand any of the other parables? So I believe this one is critically important for us to understand as it holds some really valuable keys. And we will not totally unpack everything that this parable holds for us, but there are a few points relative to our topic today that I want to hit you with. Jesus tells them to listen up. A sower went out to sow, and he's using an agricultural metaphor because the people of his day that he was speaking to were farmers. They were an agrarian culture, and this made perfect sense for them. And he tells them, a sower went out to sow, and as he was sowing, seed fell beside the roads, and the birds came and ate it up. Okay, there's another type of soil here. Other seed fell on rocky ground where it did not have much soil, and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of soil. And after the sun had risen, it was scorched because it had no root, it withered away. And then after that, we see other seed fell on thorns and the thorns came up and choked it and it yielded no crop, no results for that seed. And then lastly, other seeds fell into good soil and they grew and they increased and they yielded a crop some 30, 60, 100 fold. And then Jesus ends with this statement that says, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. So guys, here's the interpretation and here's the principle for what we're talking about, because we are making the statement that once you declare something, once you say something, it will be followed with a test. It will be followed with a trial. It's almost as if to say, if you take a stand that you are attracting your destiny, you're also attracting the enemy where he wants to see if you really mean what you say. Are you willing to back it up? Are you willing to stand up for what you just said? Is that just words or is that something that you're willing to fight for? And it happens every single time. And I'm gonna start with this parable and then I have two quick examples I wanna run by you. So when the disciples come to Jesus and say, hey, what's the meaning of this parable? This is when Jesus tells them, referencing the first seed that fell on the side of the road, this is where they hear immediately and Satan comes and steals what was sown in them. So someone makes a commitment, they hear it, they're ready to step forward and it's gone immediately. So there is an enemy that's attracted to someone taking action. And we know that this did not even land in the good part of their heart. They did not listen, they did not receive, but the seed is stolen. Next, we're going to look at the next type of soil. And Jesus says, in a similar way, these are the ones whom seed was sown on the rocky places. And when they hear the word, listen to this, guys, they immediately receive it with joy. They say, yes, this is what I want. I want to do this. I want to follow Jesus. And guys, this applies to many other statements and declarations you might make. You might be saying, I'm going to go in this direction in my life. I'm ready to move forward. I'm ready to take territory for the kingdom. Whatever it is that you're saying, look at the principle here. The word never goes deep. They don't mean what they say. There's no place for the firm root in themselves. It's only temporary. And listen to what happens next. When affliction persecution, this is a trial or a test. As soon as something comes up, something arises, they immediately fall away. So we're seeing a principle here. Satan steals, kills, and destroys your statements, your declarations, your decisions, if you let him. Next, we see here, soon as affliction, trial, persecution comes up, they let go of the dream. They let go of the commitment. It just withers away. And then there's another type of soil that we know fell among thorns. These are the ones who hear the word. They hear it, but 
the worries of the world, the deceitfulness of riches. Jesus actually tells the disciples what the thorns represent. It is the worries, the cares, the anxiety, the deceitfulness, the distraction of riches of the world, and the desire for other things come in, choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. So again, we see an attack. We see something coming to steal the decision, something coming to steal the declaration, something coming to steal the seed. Here is the statement, guys, when you say I'm following Jesus, when you say I'm moving forward towards that assignment, that thing that I believe God placed in my heart, you will be tested. Here's another one for you. At the Last Supper, Peter stands up and says, Lord, I'll never deny you. I will never leave you or forsake you. I will be with you to the end. Listen to the power of that declaration. Guys, that, that is a commitment that is bold to say that in front of 12 other men and in front of the Lord that I'm never going to leave you, right? And then what happens is later that night, Peter denies Jesus, not once, not twice, but three times. There was a test. So get used to having tests and trials in your life. If you are following the Lord, if you are picking up your cross, if you're following him, there will be persecution. There will be affliction. There will be tests. There will be trials. If you're in the plan of God, we are never promised a stress-free or worry-free life, but we do have the promise of eternal life. We have the promise of Jesus, who's a friend who sticks closer than a brother. He never leaves us. He's with us. He anoints us. He gives us purpose and he blesses us, but we are not trial free. So your life as a disciple is going to be a series of decisions followed by tests. If you are really following the Lord, if you are really in this thing and you want to go after everything you're called to be, everything you're called to do, and everything you're called to have, the territory you are called to take, there will be tests. There will be trials. And lastly, I want to leave you with this, and I think it's really timely for the day and age we're living in right now. We have in the book of Daniel, we have the story of three Hebrew young men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these guys purpose in their heart, we will not defile ourselves. We will not worship the image. We will not bow to cultural or political pressure of the day and age and the culture they found themselves in. That was their declaration. That is what they said they would do. They would follow God and they would not bow the knee to any false idol. And what happens, guys? There is a test. The music plays, the idol comes out, and they do not bow. They will not break their word. They stand firm until the end. And there is a mighty story of deliverance that follows their decision. So again, we're talking about your declaration will always be followed by a test. It is a kingdom principle. When you say it, you attract your destiny. You also attract your enemy. And guys, last week, on last week's podcast, I shared a video I made about how Jesus crushes comparison. And I was transparent. I was vulnerable. I told you that I deal with comparison. I think we all do. And I'm honest enough to say, yeah, it's easy to get distracted. It's easy to look at the guy next to you. It's easy to get caught up looking to the right or to the left and seeing what someone else is doing and starting to question the path that you're on. That's normal. And when I made that statement, 
that Jesus crushes comparison. And I can preach that. I can say that. I can edify and encourage you to do it. I'm also doing the same for me. But guess what? I will get tested on that. And I did. I will get tested. I'm going to see something. And I'm tempted to look at, wow, look at that person. They're further along. Or look at them. Look where they are in the call of God in their life. And you may self-reflect. I did. And I do. And I need to hear the word over and over. Because when I say it, I know the principle. There will be a test. There will be a test. And here's the good news, guys. We don't pass every test. There are going to be times you slip and you fall and you don't always nail it 100%. We saw Peter. He did not pass that test. However, he gets a chance to take that test again. Jesus comes back, restores him, and then we will see in just a couple chapters over within the Bible, Peter stands up. The same man who denied Jesus three times, a couple chapters later, will stand up in front of a crowd of thousands. He will proclaim Jesus with boldness in the public arena, and he will also see 3,000 people get saved. So you have the opportunity to take the test again. So I want to make you guys aware when you say it, when you go after something, there will be a test. Be aware. Let's not be ignorant. Let's stand firm on our commitments. Let's run our race. There's a mountain for you. There's a race for you. And it's the one you are called to run. Stand firm, stay strong, and let's raise the standard. I'll see you guys on the next show. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If what you heard here today resonated with you and you want to fully step in to be the man that God created and called you to be, then I want to give you a free guide. It's called The Map, and you can get it at standard59.com. In The Map, I will give you 12 biblical strategies that every kingdom man pursuing biblical masculinity must honor. If you're ready to step off the sidelines and pursue the upward call, then get The Map today at standard59.com. That's standard59.com. Hey, if there's a brother in your life that needs to hear this message, then share this show with them. And please leave us a rating and review. It helps get the message out there to more men. Until the next show, guys, let's raise the standard.